Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard me talk about a piece, a small nugget of a book um, that I'm reading called Burnout, and we talked about human giver syndrome as an extension to, not a series, but an extension to that topic. This week, we're going to talk about compassion fatigue. So if you're interested, stick around. As I start the conversation around compassion fatigue, I want to read just a quick quote out of the book. They talk about, as they as they introduce compassion fatigue, they say, um, and I quote, the patriarchy, ugh, not only affects us directly, but also causes indirect harm to us as we care for others. So I wanted to take a moment and pause and talk about patriarchy because while we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower, I need to make sure that we understand that patriarchy is an I hate the man. It is not about I hate the man. It is about a system of society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it. That's the definition, right? A system, well, that's one definition. A system of, or, I'm sorry, a system of society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it. Now you might say, Michelle, we've had women run for president of the United States. We have a female vice president of the United States. Michelle, there are a lot of women who hold CEO titles and you are correct. However, there is still a huge pay gap between what men and women of similar titles are being paid Uh, There are still laws that govern what women can and cannot do with their bodies. There are still uh, women being passed up for promotions while men are getting them, right, for doing equal, similar, or maybe not even equal work, right? So it still exists. And something that stood out to me in this chapter was when they said, just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Now, they were talking about a tree and an ocean and the way it's growing, but really this phrase stood out to me in terms of patriarchy, and you may not see it. It may not be right in front of you, the inequality, but it's there, my friends, and once you start recognizing it, you will start to see it more. So, I'm done on my lesson of patriarchy, but I wanted to share that piece because compassion fatigue is rooted in patriarchy. I mean, a lot of the things that that I talk about in this podcast are rooted in patriarchal mindsets, philosophies, practices, right? And so I just don't talk about it very much in that context. But I wanted to share that today as part of this, right? Because as human givers, which many women are, go listen to last week's episode if you haven't, but as human givers, we tend to take on the stress of others. We carry that and, you know, over that extended time, as I said in the book, it eats up on our self-care. Without that self-care, that becomes compassion fatigue. 
you probably are in a helping profession. And if you're not, you're probably a human giver. None of that is bad. Let me say that again. None of that is bad. What we need to understand is when those pieces are getting the best of us. So if you are in a helping profession, maybe you're an educator, maybe you're a nurse, maybe you're a social worker, or I saw foster care provider, right? Like there's a ton of helping professions out there. If you are in a helping profession, the chances that you take on the weight of what people are sharing with you are probably a lot higher than those who are not in helping professions. That is not a, that is a very generalized statement. That is not an all-encompassing statement. But if you do take on the weight, right? Or maybe you're like, Michelle, I don't, I'm, I'm not j- jiving, right? Like, I don't get it. You're not speaking my language. Great. Do you like to fix other people's problems? Slowly raises my own hand. If you like to fix people's problems, if people come to you with their stress, even if it's just to vent, you fall into this category, my friend. You fall into this category. So some signs maybe, right, that uh, some signs of compassion fatigue, maybe you're checking out emotionally, right? You might be empathetic, empathic, show empathy. There we go. You might show empathy even when you don't feel empathetic. You might, oh, I'm so sorry, right? But in your heart, you're like, you're bothering me. Go away, (laughs) right? And like, it happens, friends, it happens, it happens. You might minimize or diminish suffering that isn't the most extreme suffering, right? Someone might come to you and say like, oh, my paycheck was going to be late or it's smaller than I expected it to be. Okay, great. But in the example they give in the book, it's not slavery or genocide or child rape or nuclear war. So what are you complaining about? Whoa, that was just like the far extreme, right? Somebody might complain about traffic, but you know, you might be like, well, you're not dying of cancer, right? If you find yourself having those extreme reactions, you might be suffering from compassion fatigue. You might have a feeling of helplessness, hopelessness, powerlessness, right? But you feel like you are responsible for doing more. You need to do more, even though you have these feelings of being helpless, hopeless, powerless. You might stay in a bad situation, work, personal life, whatever, just because you think other people won't manage it or take care of it. I see this a lot with women when they are about to go out on maternity leave. Right. Well, let me just plan all the things and take care of all the things and send all the emails and schedule all the meetings for when I'll be out on maternity leave because nobody else is going to take care of it. Nobody else will do it. Right. All of those things and more. Right. Those are just a couple of examples. But all of those things are things that contribute to compassion fatigue. Right. People who are supporting folks who've been through a traumatic experience. They may not have been through the traumatic experience themselves, but you're supporting someone who has tend to suffer from this. 
right? Those people who live through the traumatic experience, they're typically called survivors. They survived whatever that traumatic experience was. Those people who support the survivor, support the person who went through the traumatic experience, those people are called co-survivors. They went through it, the emotional exhaustion and labor as well, right? So one of the things um, with compassion fatigue is um, that we don't typically give up, right? We don't give up. We want to be there for people. You know, if you go back and you listen to the human giver syndrome episode, just this last episode last week, then you could learn a little bit more about that, right? And it's really powerful stuff to think about all the ways in which we want to be there for other people and we don't recognize when we're getting in too deep or in too far, being affected in ways that are um, at risk, right? To us, for us, for our self self-care and our self-wellness. So make sure that you go listen to that one. But also in these tips, I want you to make sure that um, as I'm talking about some of these tips, I want you to make sure you know how to pause, how to embrace the silence. I was just a little bit ago watching some Instagram reels and Coach Jen did it again, reminded us that it's okay to sit and embrace the silence. And if you're like, oh, Michelle, I, I, I don't. Mm-mm. Silence is super uncomfortable for me. Even more so, embrace the silence. You want to know how I know I need that? It's typically when I get in the car by myself and I turn off or don't turn back on the radio. And I just drive in silence. That's when subconsciously my brain is like, yo, you got to pause for a second. You need a timeout, right? If you give timeouts to your kids or the kids in your life, you need to give yourself a timeout as well. You need to pause and embrace the silence. And maybe it's not even the silence, but maybe it's embrace the noises of nature, right? As I'm sitting here uh, recording this podcast, I hear this beautiful bird out in, you know, outside my window. It's a nice fall day. The birds are chirping. Maybe you just need to get out and enjoy the sunshine and listen to nature. Maybe you need to go on your hearts in the wild hunt. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, make sure you go back to episode 68, I believe it is, the high five habits. Tip number two, say no. No is a complete sentence. No can be incredibly terrifying to say. Do it anyway. If you need tips on saying no, episodes 25 and 60, episodes 25 and 60, give some ideas and thoughts and tips on how to say no and on saying no and when you should say no. Right? So go check those out. And remember, no is a complete sentence. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to explain yourself. If somebody asks you to take on work, you can look at them and say, no. 
If you can't say no, if it's your boss, then you can say, I can take this on, but I'm at capacity. What can you take off my plate or remove from my priority list? Easy. Easy. I know you can do that. And then the third tip, which I thought was so interesting in this book, in this chapter of the book, is um, it talks about do a thing. Do a thing. It talks about when we're helpless or feel helpless, how it's easy to just do nothing, right? Do you ever get to your to-do list and you're like, I have so much to do and I literally am just going to sit here and do nothing because I'm so overwhelmed. You feel helpless. Maybe you feel hopeless. In the book, it says, do a thing, do something, do anything. Walk out your front door and come back inside. That is better than sitting there. Go fold two shirts in your mountain of laundry that you have to fold. Go for a five-minute walk. Will it close your exercise ring? No, unless you've already done 25 minutes. Or unless your exercise ring is five minutes. But go for a five-minute walk. Make your own rules, but do something. Do a thing. Do a thing. Move to a different room. Maybe you moved to a different room to sit somewhere else, but you moved. You did something. And the act of physical activity is also going to be big, no matter how small. Something is literally better than nothing. Take it from someone who's like, ah, don't have 30 minutes today, doing zero exercise, no workout for me. Uh, no, I'm finding six, six moments of five minutes to get in my 30 minutes now because I got an exercise ring to close, right? Do something, do a thing. So friends, compassion fatigue, it happens to the best of us. Sometimes it might sneak up on you. Sometimes you're like drowning in it. And you, you know you're drowning in it, right? The biggest thing is to make sure you can recognize it and address it. And it's okay if you're helping someone go through it, right? If somebody is going through it and you're there to help support them, it is okay. In fact, you should set your boundaries. You can still be there for them and still have your boundaries. Friend, you are absolutely welcome to text me. I need you to know my Do Not Disturb goes on at 9.30 p.m., 10 o'clock p.m., 10.30 p.m. I won't respond after that until the next day, right? Whatever those things are, set those boundaries. Do a thing. Take care of yourself. Especially as we start to think about the holiday season, we are givers, we have comp compassion fatigue, people might lose jobs, hopefully not. People might um, be going through things because they've lost a loved one, they might lose a loved one during the holidays. All the things could happen. The holidays seem to just compound things, and even more so for women no data to support this, but even more so for women because we're givers. We just want people to be happy and to like us, right? And all the things. So thank you for coming along again this week, my friends. I am so appreciative of you joining and sharing this um, episode, this podcast with others who think 
They want it, need it, or have to have it in their lives. For this week's affirmations, I'm done apologizing for setting boundaries. I'm done apologizing for saying no. I'm done apologizing for taking care of myself. And this one's for you, fill in the blank. I'm done apologizing for. My friends, go out there, have an incredible week, do amazing things. You are amazing. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And remember that if you like this podcast, if you love this episode, please make sure you like, follow, and share out on the social media world. Pass it along to a friend. Text them the link to this episode. Make sure you have those notifications on so you know when a new episode has dropped. Remember to go to the link in the show notes or in my bio on Instagram to find a link for free resources. I will continue to add to that free resources. If you have suggestions, please offer ideas that you would like to see in those free resources. Or if you'd like to see a list of all the episodes, you can follow it in this link to go and check out those free resources. I am still looking for folks who have passion topics to discuss with me on an episode of the I'm Done Apologizing podcast. So whether that's you or someone you know that you would love to listen and provide advice and suggestions on an episode, please make sure you share their name. I have a form. Go to the link in my bio or in the show notes and you can get connected with sharing names of suggestions of people that you would love to hear as a guest on this podcast. And remember, You are fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this, and I'm here for you.